Hello and welcome. I'm Matthew from Rosie & Rosie, investment property specialists, helping you invest in property with confidence. Join us as we interview local experts from within the real estate industry and share with you the insights and practical tips to give you the edge when it comes to buying, selling or renting your investment property. Today we're joined by Jacob Gushwartner, electrician and project manager at Dino Group. Welcome Jacob and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Jacob, as landlords, we're obliged when offering a home for rent to provide the premises in a clean and reasonable state and ensure that our tenant has peace, comfort and privacy. Part of this obligation extends to ensuring the home is safe. And today I want to talk to you about all things electrical when it comes to safety around the home and what is required by law as far as electrical work is concerned. Jacob, can you start by telling us why is electrical safety important? Um, Obviously, the general safety when you're having tenants living in a house, it needs to be safe for kids and all those sort of aspects. Injury, death, damage to appliances and the home are definitely things you need to think about when renting out a property. And what is the most effective way to reduce electrical harm from occurring? Uh, Obviously, inspections of houses before they they go on lease. Um, There's possibility of upgrading wiring, which could include the upgrading of switchboard, which now we install individual RCBOs. So if there is a fault in a certain circuit, do only trip and isolate that breaker for better identification and fault finding. In doing this, you now know that the whole house is RCD protected, unlike it was in the earlier days. Yep. And just for um, listeners like myself who don't understand the acronyms, RCBO? Yeah, it's residual current device. Back in the day, they used to be one RCD per three circuits, but now they've individualized those RCDs and we now call them RCBOs, which individual individual circuits are protected by an RCD. Great. Thanks. Now, what are the legal obligations for homeowners and landlords when it comes to uh, safety switches? This is a little bit of a hairy one. Some, though not all, territories impose duty on the landlord to install safety switches for power outlets, lighting circuits and power circuits. But currently in South Australia, there are no obligations to the landlord if the cabling is installed in the property that the cabling will need to be brought up to current code, which requires safety-specific applications. But if, if the wiring hasn't been touched, it can be left as is. Right. What electrical work, if any, can a property owner do themselves and why or why not? I would try to avoid doing any type of electrical work, but you are allowed to do what we call extra low voltage, which does not exceed 50 volts AC. The sorts of things that this would include would be LED strip lighting, garden lighting, things that just get plugged into a general power point. Anything other than that should be done by a licensed electrician who can provide a COC, which is a certificate of compliance, guarantee that the work has been done by an Australian and New Zealand standard wiring rules. Okay, and why is that important? I think just it's peace of mind. You know, a licensed electrician can guarantee that the work's been done properly and then the onus is back on them to make sure that if anything goes wrong that you can you can lean back on that. Mm-hmm. All South Australian homes must be fitted with a working smoke alarm. Homeowners and residential landlords are responsible for ensuring a working smoke alarm is installed in the property. Can you tell us a bit more about the owner's obligations when it comes to supplying and maintaining smoke alarms? A little bit different to the safety switches. There are regulations that need to be followed in the installation of smoke alarms. Development Act 1993 requires that the owner of a residential property to install smoke alarms. The Building Code of Australia also states that smoke alarms must be installed. Residential properties include detached homes, row houses, townhouses, villa units, sole occupancy, units and some boarding houses and guest houses and hostels. The smoke alarms you need depending on when the dwelling was first bought. Dwellings bought before the 1st February 98 only require a 10-year life non-replaceable, non-removable, permanently connected battery-powered smoke alarm. Dwellings bought on or after the 1st February 98 are to be fitted within six months of the date of purchase with 240 volt mains powered or 10-year lithium-ion non-replaceable, permanently connected battery-powered 
Dwellings bought on or after the 1st of January 95, 240 volt mains powered required by the Building Code of Australia. Standard 9 volt smoke alarms with removable batteries are not acceptable. Right. Now, Dino offers a smoke alarm service. Can you tell us a bit about what you do at a smoke alarm service? We use a comprehensive asset management and job scheduling system that ensures assets inspected properly, test results recorded safely, and job scheduled efficiency. Each year, an automated alert is sent to the property manager requesting updated tenants' details for contact, as well as to confirm that the property still requires our attention. Once booked in, one of our electricians will attend site and complete the asset testing, which includes safety switch and smoke alarm testing. If there is a fault on the asset or the asset is out of date, we'll contact the property manager for replacement on the day or quote to repair. This process is all automated, so correct testing and scheduling will never be missed. Great. Okay, lastly, Jacob, do you have any other tips for property investors, be it regarding electrical safety or otherwise? While residential tenancy requirements can vary from state to state or territory, generally landlords must take measures to ensure a level of electricity safety on a rental property. One thing, all electrical work should be performed by a licensed person. Before leasing the property and accepting new tenants, the landlord should ensure all appliances are in good, safe, at working order. Dirty appliances should be cleaned in accordance to manufacturer's instructions. Faulty appliances should be replaced if there is one. Appliances and wiring should be checked to ensure that there is no damage to the wiring or casing. Cover all that and you're pretty, you should be pretty safe and secure. Great. Thank you again for joining us today, Jacob. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. But before you go, tell us how people can follow or get in contact with you. You can email me personally at projects at dinoelectric.com.au or just give me a call on 0431 853 340. Great. We'll put those details in the uh, description. Thanks, Jacob. We certainly look forward to uh, having you back. And thank you, listeners, for joining us too. We hope you found Jacob's insights to be useful. If you have any questions for him, I'm sure he'd only be too happy to hear from you. If you have any questions, queries, or feedback for us, please send them in to comment below or email hello at rosieandrosie.com.au. And if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to our newsletter at rosieandrosie.com.au and be kept up to date when new articles, blog posts, and podcasts are released. It's been a pleasure having you with us, but it's time for us to go. Until next time, I'm Matthew from Rosie and Rosie, helping you invest in property with confidence.